And that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast is that, you know, so many people come along and they've got different slight takes and, you know, different ways of, of describing. And, you know, you, that, that, that's a very, very good description there. So it doesn't have to be specific to start with. Let's just get ourselves in the general direction, but make sure it's the right direction and not the longest possible way round. Good morning, everybody, or could be good afternoon. Certainly uh, afternoon for me. It's a morning for my next guest, Jerome Myers, and we're allowed to call him Jay. So that's cool. Now, he's a developer of people and places. He is the founder and chief inspiration officer of Dreamcatchers. Now, what a title, chief inspiration officer. I love that. And the Myers Development Group. Now, through these entities, he gets to live out his childhood dreams of helping people manifest the things they imagine and create social proof that dreams should be real. So we're on the same uh, game card there, I would say, because uh, I'm all about goals and dreams coming true. So here we go. Now, this guy's quite phenomenal. He, he's been on top podcasts with the uh, best real estate investing advice ever with Joe Fairless. Apartment Investing with Michael Blank, Multifamily Investor Nation with Dan Hanford, and we've got him on my little podcast over in the UK, and you know, he's all over the States, and we've got him in the UK. So I'm really, really pleased to have Jerome Jay with me this morning. So Jay, over to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your amazing businesses, what you've been up to, bit of the story. Crack on, man. <laughs> Doug, greetings from the other side of the pond, my friend. <laughs> so, so grateful to be with you today. I'm just a corporate America dropout if I simplify it and boil it down to the just essence of it all. After building a $20 million division for Fortune 550 and having to lay people off two years in a row, I decided that I wanted to bet on myself and take my future, my career into my own hands. And so I, I left to do the things that I thought I wanted to do when I was in college, but didn't know how. And that started with apartment investing. Um, my buddy Duran and I were sitting on the stoop and we were doing the math and the guy who owned our complex was making $700,000 a year. I know it's a few pounds less for your listeners, but you know, still we felt like we could live off of that. And so, but we didn't know anybody and we never saw this guy or gal and we never talked to him. So it's like, well, how do you actually accomplish that? And so we went and did the things you're taught to do, go to school, get good grades, get a good job, get married, have 2.5 kids, work for 40 years. And at some point along the path, I realized that I was on the wrong ladder. And so I dropped down off of that ladder and started this real estate investing thing. Along the way, what I realized was the thing that I miss most from corporate America and probably the only thing that I really enjoyed outside of the paycheck was developing people. And so I started thinking about a conversation I had my senior year in high school before I chose this engineering path. And I was talking to a, prof a professor, teacher, whatever you want to call them. And I said, Dr. Ayers, like, what do you think I should do? I really like helping people. And I really like solving math and science problems. I said, I think I want to be either an engineer or psychologist. He said, well, Jerome, you'll be good at either one. It's just problem solving. And then he said, but one pays a whole lot better than the other starting out. And being a kid who was the son of a soldier and a stay-at-home mom, 
I realized that income was pretty important. So I chose engineering because I thought that it would, you know, put me in a position where I could live out my financial desires as well as give me some prestige in the community. And so I, I did that. And like I said, I got to the top of the ladder, started looking around and laying people off wasn't a ton of fun. Oh, so no I way. I was going to do something different. No, that's no fun at all, is it? No. Um, and so, you know, we came out, we knocked on a bunch of doors at banks and they all told us, hey, you don't have the right experience. And I started telling them about all my credentials and certifications. And they said, yeah, but you haven't operated. And that was when I realized that nobody really cares about your credentials and certifications on entrepreneurship. They care about your real world experience and your practical knowledge of actually operating. And so I had to go figure out how to do that or find a partner who did. And eventually we were fortunate enough to do that. So I'll put a pin there and see where we go. Oh, awesome. Awesome. We've got a little bit in common there. My dad was in the armed forces for 24 years and my mum was a stay-at-home mum. Beautiful. We're brothers. Well, absolutely. From a different mother. Yeah. As I think they say. (laughs) So now, so that's good. So, um, so you've been building things up. You've created the Myers Methods, which is your, your training program to help people create their futures, really, from, from property investing. Would that be right? Yeah. So Myers Methods is our four-step process for buying a multifamily building. So it's find, fund, fix, and flip. And we help people go through the process. As I mentioned, Duran and I didn't know how to do it. And we didn't know where to get that education because it's not like you can get it from university. And so after we went through and bought a few properties, we started asking the question, well, who else can we help and how can we help them so that they don't end up like us? Yep. And this is why we started Myers Methods to teach that. Dreamcatchers is our coaching business where we help people use apex performers, go to that next level, right? And so you may have a ton of success, but you're lacking fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So we help people figure out how to fulfill their lives with things that are super meaningful instead of just stuff. We tend to make money, buy a bunch of stuff to make ourselves feel better and not actually fulfill the essence of the thing that we truly desire, which is impact and significance. Which is what between us we're trying to do here with this humble podcast here today. But everything that you've done, because this is a goals do come true sort of, you know, theme in the in the podcast so can you tell me how goals have formed part of the processes that you work with to achieve the things that you want to do I mean are that are they important in things do you write them down give us a little bit of background on your goals philosophy and I'm a big believer in smart but everybody's been panning it recently so if you've got a new take on smart your own take on it share that too Yeah, so goals are extremely important and not so much that you like have them, but that you have the North Star. I think most people have an idea of where they want to go. And so hopefully the blokes over in the UK can grasp this because I I don't know, actually know the geography over there. So I have to do the East Coast of the US. So say I I live in North Carolina, say I I know that I want to go to Florida. If I go north, That's going to take me to New York. It's not going to take me to Florida. Eventually, if I keep going north and then maybe get on a few ferries or a plane and come (laughs) around, I can go all the way around the earth and end up in Florida. But it's a more direct path for me to go south. 
and there's an interstate that goes straight to Florida, right? And I, I can take that interstate, get there in 10 or 11, maybe 12 hours. That for me is what we're really looking for, the North Star. I don't think people are completely clear about the address that they're trying to get to, right? So if I know that I want to stay at this hotel on South Beach in Miami, Florida, then I, I know how to get there directly, just kind of put in a GPS and go that way. But if I know that, hey, I want to be in somewhere in Florida, I want it to be warm the majority of the time. Maybe I'm scared of hurricanes, so I don't want to be on the East Coast. Maybe the West Coast is a little bit better. But I do know that I want to go to Florida. And so I start going on that path. I think a lot of people get stuck in this idea that you have to know the address instead of just making progress towards the general area. And then within the area, you can refine and refine and refine. And I think one of the things that's most interesting is, hey, I need to, I will know that I want to be on the 30th floor on one South Beach Drive in Miami, Florida. Like there's some people who know that, but very few do. Mm-hmm. But they do know that, hey, Miami's the destination. So go there and then make these milestones along the way and keep refining it. Because I think what most people will find out is that you absolutely get more clarity the closer you get to the destination. Us, yeah, that's such a good analogy. And that's one of the things I love about doing this podcast is like, you know, so many people come along and they've got different slight takes and, you know, different ways of, of describing. And, you know, that, that, that's a very, very good description there. So it doesn't have to be specific to start with. Let's just get ourselves in the general direction, but make sure it's the right direction and not the longest possible way around. Okay. That's good. So now, do you write your goals down? Do you use yes, an app? Do you yeah, is it is it physical writing down? And it, and if you do, how important is that? No. So my stuff is electronic, and the big reason why I like electronic is because it's searchable. When you write things, you can't go back and review, or you can't go back and search quickly, and so you're thumbing through pages, and so. I, I believe that technology is valuable and I think we should use it. And so we do electronic, but we do review daily. Okay. And uh, what's your sexy app that you use for that then? Gmail. Gmail. Yeah. You have a to-do so, list on Gmail. No, no. no. I, I write an email to myself every day. Okay. That's a new yeah. one. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you can search the emails. So you've had this idea. Three or four weeks ago, a month ago, and it flicks back into your brain and you just type in Google saying, well, into your Gmail account and go the sequence and then it comes back to you. Yeah. And uh, incredibly effective and very, very simple. Yeah. And so I was going back through stuff from April 14th, 18th, April 15th of 2020 just to see where I was and comparing it against where I ended up towards the end of the year. And it's amazing how by writing that stuff down and going back and seeing what you were trying to create can actually show up. And so from there, we actually take it into our daily and weekly activity and making sure that we're doing things that go back to those goals. Okay. And just, just progress towards them. Just progress, progress, progress. Absolutely. I I think it's baby steps. Like the conversation about massive action is something that I think just keeps most people from actually doing anything. 
right? It's all about the baby steps. And this is why I talk about going in the general direction. Like if I want to go from the East Coast to the West Coast of the U.S., I don't need to be able to see what's happening in California right now. I just need to know that I'm headed that way. Yeah. Right. And eventually we'll get there. But the amount of information that you actually need about what part of California you're going to isn't super important until you get closer to the destination. And so progress is the game. The more progress you make, the more confidence you get because you start to get some results. Uh, The other thing that we look for is micro wins. Right. When you have small successes, you believe that you can get bigger successes. And that compounding effect leads to exponential results every single time. So this is really, I mean, it's simple. Mm -hmm. It is just so simple. It is so simple that everybody could use it and everybody should. That would be the message there. This goal setting malarkey, get yourself a little bit of direction, a little bit of an idea of where you want to go. Start heading off there, tweak it along the way. Who knows where you'll end up, right? Well, I think you know where you'll end up. It's just the specificity around it, right? Getting to the essence of what you really want is the most important thing. How that actually manifests in the physical isn't as important. Like, I, I really like Lamborghini Aventadors. I want a red and black one, right? Like that is very clear for me. Now, why do I want that? Is it because I like the engine sound? Is it because I like the pretty dashboard? Is it because I like the leather? Like, what is it that I really like about it? I think it's really just the thought of if I can spend $400,000 on a car, then the other things around me in my (laughs) world. They must be okay, mate. They They must must be be okay. okay. And so do I actually have to make the purchase in order to accomplish the other things or the essence? Absolutely not. But as long as I am working to put myself in a position to actually make that purchase, then I think I will be able to create the essence of all the things that I truly desire. And I think that's where we get confused. We get confused in thinking we have to have this thing or we have to have this title in the belief that it's going to fix the thing. No, we have to be what we want to have in our world. And that's when it actually shows up for us. Excellent stuff. I love it. I love it. It's a, you know, it's a different take, but it's simple and effective. Now, I'm going to ask you, we have this thing called big, hairy, audacious goals, bags, right? Have you got one of these that either you're working on at the moment, and if so, and you're okay to share it with us, or have you had one you think, you know, that was like mega, I can't believe that that happened, and it's happened in the past, and maybe you could share some steps to how that achieved. So, Ideally, one that you're looking forward to that you're prepared to share with everybody so that we can hold you accountable. And then when we talk to you again in the year's time, we can see how you how, how you got on. But big, hairy, audacious goals. You got any going on at the moment? Absolutely. And I don't think I'll be able to get it done in a year, but you give me five, I think we'll get there. Okay. So we opened up and we, we talked about apartments and being able to be a full-time real estate investor. So our goal is to buy a thousand doors and help a hundred people leave work. They're not passionate about because they're getting passive income from those thousand doors. And so that's the big, hairy, audacious goal for us. For some people, eh, not a big deal for somebody like me who grew up where I grew up. 
it's amazing to think that we'd have a portfolio that large and be generate that type of revenue from uh, something where we don't have to show up every day and trade mm-hmm. our time for money. Okay, passive income. I love it. It's, it's, it's the biggie. We've got to, got to find ways to get that passive income coming in. So a thousand doors. Now, is that for you and your partner physically? Or is that sort of your group of people that you're helping to train to achieve a thousand doors? Is it your thousand doors you're going to be? This is our thousand. And then we'll help others do something 10, 15, 20 X that. Right. Excellent. So the deals that, you know, sort of don't excite you, you'll help other people buy them, right? No, you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. But no, that that's good. Right. So that's a five-year goal, right? Is it, you reckon? Yeah. 2028 is the deadline that we put on that. And how, how, how young will you be then? Oh, man. I don't know. I got to do the math. 45? 45? Yeah. So 1,000 doors, that will give you all the passive income that you could possibly need to do all of the purpose that you have for everything in your life, right? It'll be more than I'll ever need. More than you'll ever need. <laughs> That's the important thing because, you know, I, I read you're, you're looking at intergenerational stuff you're here, isn't it? it? It's going on into the future. So have you got children? Yes, two little girls. Two little girls. And how old are they? Eight and 11. Oh, you've got so much excitement ahead of you for, for them. They've got so much excitement ahead of them for them, them, I would say. Right. Okay. Well, no, I mean, this is this has been really, really good. You've given me some really good essence, you know, stuff for people to to see that it, it's really simple to just get started on this, you know, on this journey. I mean, I was like 10 years ago on the edge of bankruptcy, really financial oblivion, I call it. And uh, I wrote my goals down daily, lost the book. It came back. I don't know, five years later, and I'd completed 10 out of 11 of the goals, which is really, really spooky. So, and I'm just putting in there because I've written a book about it. And and my publisher says I've got to seed the idea that I've written this book every now and again. So, so that was my blatant plug. But now it's your turn, mate. You can um, tell us, tell us uh, a nugget, something that you think, oh, you know, the whole world needs to hear this, Jay, something the whole world needs to hear that you've learned and you think, yeah, we all need to know this. Come on. Your dream should be real. It should be real. Okay, that's simple. I need a bit more than that, though. So what's real? Describe a real dream. Yeah, so it's, I think things happen twice. Once in your mind, then in the physical. Everything that you're looking at was in somebody's mind before it showed up here. And so I believe that everybody's been seated since you just used that word with a dream and it's not just one but a dream that they need to bring to the world and the moment that they decide not to do that they are robbing the world of the most precious gift that they've been given and potentially holding somebody back from being all that they can be because they're not doing their part to show them that their dream can be real and so you open up in the bio and talked about the social proof I scour the internet on a daily basis and my surroundings for people making things in the physical that was once in their mind, because I I want to continue that belief. And I think anybody who is an adult may be in a place where they haven't heard that in a long time. 
as children, we're also often told you can be whatever you want to be. You can have whatever you want to have. And as we grow, we get told that we need to be more realistic. And I want to tell you that your dreams can be real. They should be real. All you have to do is be willing to pay the price in order to make it so. A perfect ending for a really seriously good episode. I'm going to have to thank you from across the pond. Okay, I'm going to let you have the whole of the rest of your day because it's the early morning for you. And Jake, thank you very much for taking the time. And we will catch up. Not, I'm not going to leave it five years because, you know, I want to see where your progress is coming along. But, um, yeah, we've got to catch those dreams, right? Absolutely, Doug. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share today. No problem at all. Thanks very much, Jay. Thank you for listening to this week's Goals Do Come True. If you want to be held accountable, email your list of goals to doug at dougbennett.co.uk. And to find out about my latest talks and upcoming book, visit dougbennett.co.uk.